Amen. How good is God today? Amen. It's a great day to be in the house. It's a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be a part of what God's doing in the earth. And I tell you, you know, God is doing a lot of different things in the earth. There's a lot of things that are going on. And it, we, we just live in a, real, in, in a real different time than what we've ever lived in, depending on your age. You know, some people have been here longer than others. And uh, if you've had the privilege of living on planet Earth for a longer period of time, then you've seen things change. And we're living in a time where there's been a lot of change and a lot of issues and things that we're faced with today like, like we've never been before. But, but I tell you this, it doesn't shake God. Amen? I mean, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and nothing moves Him. Nothing. Everybody say nothing. So, so if nothing moves God, and He's in us, and He's who we're trusting and putting our faith and confidence in, then nothing should move us. Nothing. Zero. Nothing shall move us. Amen? So, just so happens we're on a series entitled, The Root to Everything. The Root to Everything. And what is that? F-E-A-R, right? F-E-A-R, the root to everything. And I've, I've seen a, a number of different acronyms for F-E-A-R, but this is the one that we're using in this series. And it, and it stands for false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. Fear. False evidence that appears to be real, but actually it's not. In other words, what we see, what we hear, what we feel, what it seems and appears to be is not what it really is. This is what really is. Amen? At the end of the day, heaven and earth will pass away, but this will never pass away. Ever. Actually, everything that this says, and, I, and I, I feel like this is just volume one. I just believe this is volume one. When we get to heaven, there'll be 9,000 different volumes or, and on and on and on. We'll be learning forever and ever and ever. There'll never be a time when you're not learning. But this is all we need here. This is it. And, and, and if whatever this says... If this says that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, and we talked about last week that there's a, there's a spirit that's attached to fear. It doesn't just float out there or whatever. There's a spirit attached to it. And the spirit is constantly trying to get you to believe that the things that you see are real when they're not real. They're false. They just appear to be real, and they're trying to convince you that what you see is more real than what this says. And this Will last forever. If this says God hasn't given you fear, then 9,000 years from now, this will still be true. And 6,000 years ago, it was true then. It's true, and it'll always be true. God hasn't given you and I a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound and a well-balanced mind. We don't have to allow 
the things in the natural to dictate how we live our life. But I'm telling you, it wants to. And never before in the history of the planet has there been so much information and intense information that's trying to rattle your cage every minute of every day. Never in the history of the world. You know, I was reading a story a while back um, about a couple of guys that had the opportunity back in the, in the 40s um, when television and, and a lot of the, 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 source of, you know, the, the sources for information that were just beginning to come on the scene, there were a couple of people that presented this um, new invention and, and this source of getting information to the public. It was presented to some Christian leaders. And the Christian leaders felt like that it was like a devil or something. That it was, it was not going to be good for, you know, for, for Christianity and so they rejected it. And, and there's just one little story that I read, but there were many different stories like this. And, um, and the, the religious world rejected, has rejected through the years a lot of different technology that today is now being used to attempt to convince people in their mind and in their soul that what they see is more real than what God has promised. And for the last two weeks, we've, we've been on this and, and, and discussing this. And as I was preparing this message, I have something at the end of this message that I believe is here to challenge you in the way you deal with issues day to day. But I want to go back to two passages of Scripture that we've talked about, we talked about two weeks ago, and, and a little bit last week, but I want to go back to this and, and re-establish the foundation and what we're talking about with two more thoughts, okay? So bear with me on this, and I want to go back to Romans 8, and I want to make sure that you and I, in this information, that we're engaging, because, you know, when you leave here today, you are exposed to all different forms of information. You get in your vehicle. If, if, you don't, if you don't control what comes into your ears, you can turn on a radio and all of a sudden you can get information. You can come in here and listen to what I'm fixing to tell you over the next few minutes. And you can go out there and that quick, it can be stolen what, what, I, what was given to you if you don't protect it. And so, I, I want to I make this point out of Romans 8 that I think is very, very key, and it starts in verse 2, verse 2 and 3. For the law of the Spirit of life, that's in Christ Jesus, has made us free from the law of sin and death. I'm going to read that again. The law of the Spirit of life, that's in Christ Jesus, has made you and I free from the law of sin and death. So in other words, the law of life defeated the law of death. 
right? The law of life defeated the law of death. The law of the spirit of life defeated the law of the spirit of death, of sin and death. Fear and death is is controlled by a spirit. The same way that the spirit of God controls life in you and I. And what the spirit of life destroyed is what you and I have to live in. We've got to live in this realm of what the spirit of life destroyed. He destroyed death, and because he destroyed death and sin, you and I have to live like death and sin have no dominion over us. Look at the verse 3. For what the law couldn't do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did. Everybody say, God did. Say it again. One more time. Okay, if God did, then I want to I be a part of what He did. And what did He do? God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, He condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in Jesus. In Jesus. In who? Say in me. That this righteous requirement would be fulfilled in us or in me as I walk not according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Law, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit is in constant battle with humanity against the law of sin and death that has already been destroyed. And yet, we're in this constant battle every day. And it's heated up and it's increased to a level that it appears like that the planet can't even handle. It, it, it has this appearance and this feeling like the planet can't even handle this. When in all actuality, it's all a big smokescreen. It's just, it, it's a facade. All this stuff that appears like it's happening, it's not really happening. It's defeated. It's the enemy, the enemy has come and attacked your and my humanity. You, you, you know, we, we, on a little series about framing our world on Wednesday night, I live in the world, but I live in my world also, just like you live in your world. And however you frame your world is how you'll live. The Bible says the worlds were framed by what? By the Word of God. If I'm framing my world with the Word, then the world has no power over me. So when I say, when I say there's a smoke screen and we've bought it, I'm saying humanity's bought it. I'm telling you, I ain't buying it. Amen. I don't know about you, I ain't buying it. It's a lie. It's a bunch of crudola. And I could use a whole bunch of other words to I- express that. But I'm telling you today, it's a lie and I ain't buying it. How about you? Not buying it, not living it, not going to allow it to control what I do. See, I'm not sticking my head in the sand and acting like there's nothing going on. No, I'm going to share with you in the verses here that we're fixing to read how we are to be the difference. There'll be no difference in the earth if we don't become that because this righteous law was fulfilled in us and is being fulfilled in us who walk not after the 
flesh, but after the Spirit. So as I walk after the things of the Spirit and I do what God says and I listen to Him, then I am accomplishing and overcoming and fulfilling in the earth what's already been done. So all I'm doing, all I'm going to do, all I'm here to do is enforce and reinforce what God's already done. And I don't know about you, but that should be a privilege that you and I live in. We're privileged to be thought of that much that God would use us to enforce what He's already accomplished. Mm, mm, mm. Hebrews 2. Hebrews 2 talks about how bad you used to be and how good you are today. Verse 14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. Would we just read about the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of what? Sin and death. Okay? So, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself, Jesus Christ, likewise shared in the same in flesh and blood that through death, through his death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to what? To bondage. To bondage and being in control and subjected to strongholds of the enemy, convincing them that what they see is more real than what God's Word says. I'm telling you folks, this is so simple that most people miss it. It's so elementary, most people miss it. It's so elementary. But he that had the power of death, the devil has been destroyed. So the law of the spirit of death and sin that's in operation has been destroyed. And it was destroyed by the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus that now rests on the inside of you and I. And the fulfillment of that is now coming through us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. Who walk not after what they see and hear but they walk in confidence based on what they see right here. What God intended for you and I to do is to be the same always. Not up when it's good and down when it's not. Because with God, He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's always the same. And what He's teaching us to do, the less I'm moved by what I see and I'm convinced in what I know, then I stay the same all the time. I'm not moved and, and, and tossed back and forth with everything that happens. And the enemy is working overtime to convince you that he's not defeated when he is defeated. If you believe the Bible, the Bible says he was defeated. Another verse, 1 John 3, 8 says, Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. He's destroyed. Everybody say, he's destroyed. All he has now is deception. All he has now is to convince you and I and to deceive us into believing that what we see and hear that's contrary to this is more real than this. 
And he said, those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Those who through fear that God could not do what God said he would do, those who were in that place of bondage have been liberated and free, but yet if we don't if we don't develop this belief system inside of us that God has already done everything that he said he'd do, if we don't believe that, then we remain in that place of bondage within our soul. Even though God delivered us and liberated us, we remain there within our soul because we're more convinced of what we see and hear instead of what we know in God's Word. Because it's not a part of us. You can know it up here, but if it hasn't processed itself through natural examples that we put the word to work, then it won't be something that's real in here. If God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can ask my wife, it's not always that way, but that's where I'm shooting. Hmm? That's, that's my goal. I, 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 I forget those things that are behind and I press toward the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. He's the mark. He's the bar, and the bar gets raised every time I have some victory and I overcome some situations and I get more confident here than the bar gets raised because I keep moving this way. You'll never come to a place where we don't need Him. But if God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, then that's what I expect to be every day. The same. The same. The same. Consistent every single day. Do we have the ability to do it? If He said we did, then we do. Whatever he is, and he lives in me, I have the ability to be. Today. Right now. Amen? Now, I just needed to make sure, based on what I'm going to say, several things I'm going to say right now, I just had to make sure that we understand what we've been delivered from. We are not the oppressed trying to get free. We're the free and oppression's trying to convince us we're not. And I'm telling you, it's working overtime to wear you out. Man, I'm tired. Oh, man, I'm just tired. Man, I'm stressed. Man, I'm, man, man. And that's the way most of us feel but we're not moved by how we feel. Hmm? We're moved by the Word. I'm going to be moved by the Word. This isn't a mind over matter kind of thing, trying to convince myself that I really believe this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's times in our life when we really don't. But how many things have you ever started in your life that you didn't understand? Everything. Hmm? I mean, from the time... You learned anything, you didn't know that, and you had to develop this belief system that it's really true. Can can you be talked out of the fact that two plus two is four? Even if somebody came and just really worked on you and tried to force you, and are you sure? You absolutely sure, but what about this, and what about what, and it could be, and it could, two plus two is four because I've been taught that, and it's a part of me, and I know it's right. And you say, well, that's really elementary. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world is pretty elementary, too. That's kind of like 2 plus 2 equals 4. 
The deal is there ain't a devil out there trying to convince you that two plus two isn't four. He's trying to convince you that what's in you is not as big as what you see out there. Two plus two equals four. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Settled. I have to be settled. So when the next situation comes in my life that looks like it's bigger (laughs) and and it's more real (laughs) than what I can get out of here, i got to keep reminding myself this is real. He'll come, I mean, you, you, you'll feel like you've got this thing down, and, and, and it's like you're eyeball to eyeball with the devil, and he not doing it. But then all of a sudden, boom, he hits you from the other side. Hmm? Bam, he hits you coming up from the bottom side. Boom, he comes flying down and firing missiles at you from the air, you know. <clears throat> and, and you've got to make sure that you've got your stuff in place Because God's Word and the Spirit of God and all your deflectors will work against anything that He throws at you if you're convinced of who you are. When I know who I am and I know these things are real to me, I can deflect anything that comes. And I mean, it'll come boom, 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 from every direction. But did God just put us in the defensive mode? I believe the word's real clear. We're not just supposed to be in the defensive. We're supposed to be on the offense. Huh? We're supposed to be Floyd. I love Manny. I mean, he's a great guy, but didn't look real good last night. I didn't watch it, but at least that's what I heard. Uh, anyway, so think, think about... These next three verses, and just these three individual verses, think about these, and then I want to end my message with a couple passages, okay? But I want you to think about these three verses. Proverbs one thirty three. Proverbs 1 and 33. We got that? <clears throat> So based on what we've just been talking about, but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. So, see, we just have to process that. And my question is just this, because... God's going to ask you this question, so I'm just kind of helping him out a little bit by asking you this question. How much time in a day or a week do you spend allowing him to speak to you? Because you can't listen if you're on the run. There have been many times... My wife says something to me, and, I, and, I'll, and I've said, yeah. And she said, why'd you say yeah? I said, well, because what you just said. What did I just say? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure I was thinking 14 other things. And she said something, and I didn't hear it. Whoever listens to me will dwell safely. Now, 
if he's telling us to listen to him, then is he just silent? No, he's talking. And what's he telling us? <laughs> he only talks to us this. He doesn't talk anything else. He talks this. Now, he'll, he'll talk in Texan or he'll talk in whatever, however, but he just talks this. This is what he talks. But he'll talk to where he can, it can relate to. He doesn't talk in Elizabethan, you know. He doesn't talk King James. He just talks to where you and I can hear. I mean, if you talk King James and, and Elizabethan, then he'll talk to you that way. But he'll talk to you where you can hear and understand. But you have to give him the time. That's our responsibility. Our responsibility isn't even figuring it out. It's listening. And he said, if we'll listen to him, we'll dwell safely and we'll be secure without fear of evil. So, even though we live in a world where there's fear and evil and all kinds of things going on all around us, he said we live secure and away from that. How, when we frame our world with his word and we become doers and we allow the spirit that defeated fear to let the spirit of fear know it has no authority. And God hasn't given me fear, so I don't receive the fear. I'm not, I'm not sticking my head in the sand and acting like nothing's happening. I'm just not receiving the fear. Because the fear isn't from God. If God doesn't give fear, then I don't receive it. I, my, my wife and I learned early on in our, in, our, in our marriage and then in our walk and then with our children and everything else. We learned early on not to ever receive anything as the voice of God that was wrapped in the package of fear. Ever. Ever. So when fear would grip our hearts about something, we'd do the opposite. Well, I don't know, you know, maybe they shouldn't get in the car and go because they're going to they're drive down the highway and get run over and die. That ain't God. If you're not supposed to go somewhere, you know what God says? Don't go. Not, ah, don't go. That's not the voice of God. It doesn't work that way. If God doesn't want you to go somewhere, he says, don't go. I don't want you to do that. When, one morning, I probably told this story. Just smile if I've already told it. And, and if I've told it over three times, just, just don't do anything. Just look straight ahead and don't, don't nudge somebody. He's told this before. But one morning, my children were, were little, and they were supposed to be going somewhere with, with someone in a van. Supposed to be going to, I don't know, San Antonio or Austin or somewhere. Three of my girls were supposed to go. And uh, in the middle of the night, either I woke up in the middle of the night or when I, when I woke up and my wife, the opposite. But I think it was me waking up in the middle of the night. And then in the morning, when she woke up, we both had sensed the same thing. They weren't supposed to go. No fear, just they're not supposed to go. And uh, it didn't even make natural sense. I just knew. I knew in here. He said, he said, whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without the fear of evil. Okay, what could have happened had I not obeyed what he said? I don't know. I don't want to know. 
All I know is, that's what God said. And you know what? That's only really happened maybe three or four times ever. See, it's not like, it's not like everything you do, you can't do because God says you can't do it. You, you can get your mind wrapped up in weird. This is something out of the normal. We're living life. We're going to live life. We're going to do what we do. But out of the normal, here's this voice and confirmation. He put us together. We agreed they didn't go. It actually offended the people that they were supposed to go with. You know why? Because we couldn't give them a reasonable answer. We just said, they're not going. But it had been planned. They were supposed to go. I think it was like voice lessons or something, and it was planned, and this real good voice teacher or something was going to teach, but I don't know. No. If we listen to him, we stay out of trouble. And he doesn't speak to you in fear. And you can be convinced of that. And then you have to develop that. So when fear comes, what do we do with the fear? Okay? If he hadn't given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me power, love, and a sound, and a well-balanced mind, you know where I'm going to start? I'm starting with my mind. Because my mind is what's being saved and delivered day by day by day. And as it's being renewed, I'm going to start with that sound and well-balanced mind, but... Where do I get that? See, he's given me the spirit of a sound and a well-balanced mind, so I, it starts with listening to him. And when I listen to him and take authority over the thoughts that are not him, then I learn to discern day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, I learn to discern what's God and what isn't. Because true discernment, I want to read this to you. This is, I should know this exactly, but... This is something that I say over myself all the time. I walk in discernment so I don't react to what people do and say. I walk in discernment and I don't have a critical spirit. And so I see clearly. Because I walk in true discernment. People that are hearers of the word and not doers of the word walk in deception or the lack of discernment okay you me whoever i'm not saying i don't ever walk in anything and you you are just a bunch of idiots i'm not saying it like that i'm saying if we are hearers of the word and we don't learn to process how to do it how to hear how to process what we're hearing take the word that we're hearing put it to work in our life and do that Day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, year out, over and over. If we don't develop that, then we get stale, and over time, we get convinced that what we see out here is more real, and especially as it appears like times are changing. I mean, where could we be in this country in a year from now? If your head's stuck in the sand and you don't care, then you're not fulfilling the purpose and the plan of God. But if I'm hearing projected fear reports about where we're going to be in this country in a year from now, and that's what I'm following after, I'm not listening to Him, and I promise you there's no security and there's no safety. Where there's safety is hearing Him and then doing what He says and learning to discern in your mind what's God and what isn't. You can't just say your thoughts are from God. 
You've got to wrap those thoughts in the Word of God and allow the, rapid, the wrappings and the packages of fear that are trying to tell us one thing. I'm telling you, it, it, is, it is going after the heart and the soul of this whole nation and people through fear are listening to things that are bringing as much destruction as those that are bringing destruction. Because we're not listening to God. If, if there's a whole bunch out there that are walking in darkness... And then we give in to fear. We're no better because you're walking in the darkness when you're walking in fear. And you can be born again, spirit-filled, say you love God, and, and say your scripture, scripture confessions every morning, but you're not taking authority over the thoughts of your mind. So who's going to make the difference? Who's going to make up the difference in the earth? Law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. The separation from God. Right? And it is fulfilled. This righteous law and act is fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Who listen to the voice of God and then do what He says and work that out and learn to understand what that is. So, Don't tell me that's not going to open. So, I'm going to wrap this up. 1 John 4, can you give me that? 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, Perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. Okay? Fear involves torment. I just want to make that point right there. Think about that for a minute. Fear involves torment. So, the third verse is back in Proverbs, the 29th chapter. And the 25th verse. The fear of man brings a snare, a trap. But whoever trusts in the Lord will be what? Safe. Be safe and secure. He who trusts in the Lord, who listens to the Lord, and who pays attention to what he's trying to get over to us. God loves this planet. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Cattle on a thousand hill, the gold and the silver, it's his, it's all his. I'm telling you, he loves this planet. But you know what he loves more than the planet? The people. He loves everybody. He loves the planet. And he loves immensely the people. And what we've got to do to make a difference is we have to become the warriors that God created us to be in the earth. Because if we're not the warriors, then fear wins. And there's, there's warriors out here of the flesh, and then there's warriors of the Spirit. And we've got to learn to bring these together because we're not just fighting a battle in the spirit realm, we're fighting a battle in the natural. Okay? But we've got to fight the battle in the natural from the spirit and not from the flesh. But there's things in the flesh that we have to do. You can't stick your head in the sand and act like, you know, we're just going to pray and just skip around. No, it doesn't work. Right? 
So there's, there's things to do, but we've got to do it from this side so that we affect the natural from the spiritual end and not from the flesh end. And there's a lot of people trying from the flesh end to make a difference, and, and it doesn't mean that they don't have good hearts and all that kind of stuff, but you can't make a difference if you're operating in that law that's already been defeated. See, you can be born again, spirit-filled, and have great intention, but yet you're operating from that law of death that's already been destroyed. And that thing is this. That death thing is not ceasing to exist. That death is that separation. Those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. And the bondage is this. That God's not smart enough, and I'm too stupid and ignorant to be able to hear his voice and get from him what needs to be done. So instead, I've got to help God out and I've got to do my thing and I've got to work it all out over here because it looks like it's not working and it looks like the world and the people in the world are getting the best of what is really true and, and we're trying, you know, through all the history of the United States of America, we're trying to salvage America because of what our forefathers did. i just tell you right now, our forefathers did some great things, but you and I were created to do some greater stuff. And you know what? They operated in the revelation that they had, but I'm telling you, they had about this much. What's worse is this. They had about this much revelation, and they had about this much action. And today, we got about this much revelation and about this much action. What's better? What they did. So we got to, with our revelation, we got to increase our action, but our action's got to be from the side of the Spirit, so we've got to know how to listen to Him because these Scriptures are real, and, and to, to live safely and securely, if it comes from listening to God, then the problem is that we're afraid that we're not going to have that security and we're not going to be safe and our families aren't going to be safe. So the deal is we're not listening. Okay, I, I, you know, I, I know I'm not talking to a bunch of first graders, but I'm just saying the truth is we're not listening like we should. We've got to listen more. and We've got to pay attention and we can't just, we can't just operate from what we know from the past, the past has got to be in the past, and we've got to set our mark and our sights on the mark which is Christ and the anointing and our confidence in the anointing like we've never had before, like never before, so that we're the same all the time. All the time we're the same. Amen? Well, amen or... Oh my gosh, what's he saying? Okay, so. I've got about 45 more minutes of teaching that I'm going to wrap up in 10 minutes. So, we'll finish next week. Um, Isaiah 54 and verse 14. Just one verse. Isaiah 54 and 14. <clears throat> Remember, this verse is true. This is true right now. It's true. In righteousness, I'm, I, I'm, 
I'm changing it because it's on this side of the cross. This is Isaiah prophesying from that side, but on this side of the cross, in righteousness, we have been established. We're far from oppression, and we do not fear. We're far from oppression, and we do not fear. Oppression is defined as the taking away of one's goods or possessions by terror of force without the right. The taking away of one's goods or possessions by terror or force without the right. Without the right to do it. And playing on ignorance and weakness and fear of the oppressed. Man, I wish I could just spend about the next 45 minutes, but we're going to talk about oppression next week. You, you, you don't want to miss what, what, what I'm going to say about this. Now, now, get this just for a second. Just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to add too much here, but just get this because now I'm going to end with one verse. Okay, so... I'm going to say this, okay, and then you just process it. But I think most people in America are oppressed. I think most people are oppressed and they feel helpless. And they feel like they have no answers. And that's a defeated enemy that is convincing people that nothing is going to happen, that we can't be saved as a nation, a people, whatever. We can't be saved. And he takes advantage of, and I use these three words, it was part of the definition, um, ignorance, weakness, and fear. He, he, he preys upon those who are ignorant and weak and in fear. In other words, those who are not doing the Word and finding from the Word what God says is true and, and what our position is because of that, so he prays. The Bible says he's as a roaring lion. He's not one, but he's as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he's looking for people that are open prey because they don't believe this. So, I'm going to end with, if you'd put this, the Ephesians 3 passage up for me, Ephesians 3, 9, 10, 11, and 12, um, I, I want to end with this. And I believe this is talking to you and I where these things that we're battling as a nation, and, and, and I'm, I, I don't usually talk about you know, us as a nation, my focus is usually the church of Jesus Christ, but this nation is in, a, is in perilous times, not, not because of the lack of churches on every corner, not, not because of the lack of, of the Bible being opened and taught from pulpits, but it's the lack of people doing something with what they're hearing. 
And I believe that the majority of our nation is under a spirit of oppression as a result of that. I mean, it just appears that way. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But it just appears that way. Because, it, because from every direction, and most people that I hear talking to me, they're talking the problem. So, this passage right here has been really dear to me and given me great victory and has delivered me and given me strength to realize what our purpose and our calling is. So, I'm talking to you today, us as a body, the body of Jesus Christ, um, and, and actually this whole nation, and the nations of the world. So, all the people on the planet, this passage of Scripture is for. And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God. Okay? So the mystery is hidden in God. So we've got to get it from Him. We've got to hear Him because He's speaking to us and He wants to reveal those things to us. But we've got to spend the time to listen to Him. Who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent. Can, can you switch this verse to the Amplified for me real quick? The purpose is, okay, um, go back to nine. No, that was ten. Here's nine. Also, to enlighten all men and make plain to them what is the plan regarding the Gentiles and providing for the salvation of all men. Of the mystery kept hidden through the ages and concealed until now in the mind of God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Verse 10. The purpose is that through the church, law of the spirit of life destroyed the law of the spirit of death. And now it's manifested in verse 4 of Romans 8. It's manifested, it comes to fruition through us. The purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all, its, all, in all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. Verse 11. This is in accordance with the terms of the eternal and timeless purpose which he has realized and carried into effect in the person of Jesus Christ our Lord in whom... Because of our faith in Him, we dare to have the boldness, the courage, and the confidence of free access, unreserved approach to God with freedom and without fear. The boldness. So I'm telling you today that the purpose is this, that through the church, through the boldness of the church, through the boldness that arises in you and I because of what? Really one thing. Really, today it's one thing. That we learn to listen. If I give you anything today, that you leave here today with a purpose that I'm going to learn to listen. Because the purpose of God was that through the church, the spirit of oppression, the spirit of fear, the fear of man, the fear of failure, the fear of everything would come underneath our feet. As Jesus is our head, we're the body, 
and we're operating like the body should operate in the earth with the boldness and the confidence that what God has told us is true and everything else is a lie. And then, from that purpose and from that perspective, then we start doing what he tells us to do. How are we making a difference in the earth today? Are we moved by national media reports and those kind of things so we forget about the person that we work with, that we see at a convenience store, that we see at HEB, that we see over here or there, we forget about those people. We're not listening. Maybe God would have you, but we're so focused on this overall picture, trying to protect ourselves, live in, in this protective mode kind of thing, and we're not walking in the boldness that God created us to walk in to make a difference in the earth, and we're not going to make a difference just by, you know, lassoing a multitude of people and pulling them in. We're making a difference one person at a time. Because you don't live in my world, I don't live in your world, and we can touch this whole city, this whole state, this whole planet if we just begin to be effective with the people around us. How many people are you talking to on a weekly basis on the telephone, maybe somewhere else? Maybe somebody that you really don't want to talk to. Maybe you have a family member that, you know, I don't want to call them because they'll keep me on the phone too long. Maybe you need to do that. I'm saying... If we learn to listen to God and we learn to listen to what God wants us busy doing, you won't have time to worry and be in fear over nothing. You'd be so busy seeing people liberated and free. You want your life to be successful? Get involved in other people's lives. It's the key. The great commission, the great commandment. Eh? Great commission, great commandment were the two things that Jesus was focused on. <laughs> that was bad English, but you know what I mean. <clears throat> Those are the two main things that his focus was on. Great commission, great commandment. And we stay wrapped in that. You, you, you can't stay wrapped in the great commission and the great commandment not listening to God. So the key to our success and this planet's success, and I'll just say, first and foremost with this church body, the success of the churches here, the success of our city, the success of, of, of the, the county and, and this state and, and, and around the planet, the, the United States of America, the success starts with you. I'm an American. How about you? Amen. If you were sitting in here and you're, you're part of, you're, you know, you're from Mexico or you're from Australia or you're from South Africa or you're wherever, and, and but you say, I'm part of that nation. Be part of that nation and make the difference. I'm an American. I'm a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, but I'm an American, and I'm making a difference. And things are not going, if God spared Sodom and Gomorrah, willing to for two righteous... I don't know about you, but I know there's some righteous people sitting in here today. Amen? This nation is being spared because we're willing to hear His voice and do what He says and not look at the overall picture, but the day-to-day -day and the people around us and the people that really matter. Can you say amen? amen? Father, we thank You today.